This is Keeping Connected, a special series produced through the Connected Nation podcast. In this series, we talk with leaders working to secure the broadband and digital futures of our communities. Specifically, we talk with individuals who serve in varying public or private capacities, working to ensure our communities are keeping connected. Today's guest is Laura Kilfoyle, the telemedicine policy specialist within the Medicaid Policy Division of the Medical Services Administration within the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. In her position, she develops Medicaid policy, ensuring alignment with current trends, while always bearing in mind the best services for Medicaid beneficiaries from across Michigan. Laura, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on today. As is custom, I'm curious, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in Kentucky at the moment, but uh, how's the weather in Michigan today? Well, it's usual December weather here in Lansing, Michigan. It's about 30 degrees and a little frosty out there, but no accumulating snow, but uh, definitely Michigan uh, winter weather. That's good. Uh, as we kind of look towards the end of the year and maybe getting some time away, um, it, it, it's just kind of the weather you expect, it sounds like. Yeah, Absolutely. Laura, we'll go ahead and dive in and start talking about some of the things that that we got on here today for. Um, And and the first thing I want to ask is, how important is access to broadband and technology, in your opinion? Yeah, I think access to broadband and technology is is essential. Um, What In my position, what I do a lot of is um, ensuring access to healthcare benefits. And one of the pieces of that that we really expanded during the pandemic is the access to telemedicine services. And part of that has been the ability for beneficiaries to engage in telemedicine visits from their home or other locations where they're most comfortable. So obviously, uh, to have a visit with a physician or other provider, it's essential that beneficiaries have access to technology resources to make those those visits possible and to make them the most effective. Right now, given the COVID-19 or the the pandemic, um, I'm certain that those things that you just spoke about have become that much more important uh, for those that you serve. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with stay-at-home orders and, um, you know, really our our beneficiaries and all of us around um, the nation really concerned about contracting the COVID-19 virus, it's really important to have that lifeline to providers. Um, So a lot of telemedicine visits provide that lifeline. They provide that ability to connect with a provider in a location where the beneficiary is comfortable, uh, where they don't have to worry about transportation or childcare or any of those issues, or obviously during this time, um, possibility with exposure to the COVID-19 pandemic. So absolutely, uh, COVID-19 has really shined a light on the the need for access to services and then hopefully just the the use of telemedicine uh, to connect with providers to ensure optimal health. In your position, what concerns you the most about inadequate access uh, to broadband and technology? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the most um, concerning are folks with um, chronic conditions or um, those that are the most um, at risk for um, adverse health experiences. Um, and that's highly concerning uh, to me because obviously those are the beneficiaries that we want to create those relationships with providers that can manage those chronic conditions and ensure that our youngest Michiganders are being uh, cared for and just ensure that their their needs are met as parents and as adults uh, within the state. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about folks not uh, being able to access those those technology resources to ensure that that happens. Is that the community that you feel is at the biggest disadvantage 
Um, and, and how do you believe broadband technology can help neutralize that disadvantage? Yeah, so for sure, you know, I think it's I think it's folks with um, you know chronic conditions or folks that just have um, ha- high health needs. Maybe it's a pre-existing condition or somebody with a young child. Um, so yeah, those are those are populations that we are very concerned um, about because we want to ensure that those beneficiaries do have access. You know, when they do have access to broadband, it just really provides that lifeline. Like I said, to connect to that provider. Um, and just to be able to do so comfortably um, and to be able to ensure that they can have that relationship, that they can have their needs met, that we can nip in the bud any of um, you know any symptoms or any other conditions or things that are coming up that could make uh, beneficiaries worried. It could lead to even further adverse health outcomes. So it can keep them um, healthier and ensure that they you know don't need to access emergent care, that they can get those um, those conditions managed and well under control. In your role, what do you believe is the most important thing you can do to help impact the digital future of of those that you serve? You know, a a lot of what I do is specifically tailored around giving providers the ability to um, provide telemedicine services. So in my role specifically, it's really offering physicians the opportunity to provide that care that, um, again, is flexible and is meeting the needs of their beneficiaries. So obviously, when we're doing that, we need to take things into account, like possibility for fraud and other things like that. But definitely giving providers uh, the tools uh, to be able to tailor care in the way that best makes sense for each of their um, beneficiaries or each of their patients. So that's what a lot of what I do is really look to see what is the the best way we can equip providers to be able to give that care that's really customized to the beneficiary's needs and really meets what they need in the time that they need it and in a location that they're comfortable and you mentioned in that giving them the tools for listeners that aren't as familiar, what would those tools, what kind of tools would you be you know, talking about? Yeah. So a lot of that just has to do with policy language that allows certain codes to be billed um, via telemedicine. Maybe it's opening up additional providers that can provide telemedicine services. Um, maybe it's looking at the modality of how to provide those services. So a lot of it has to do with opening up those that sort of policy that opens additional codes or services that can be provided via telemedicine. I think that's helpful, and and yeah. I, I am I've I've spent enough time looking at um, you know some of the some of the hurdles even prior to the COVID nineteen situation. I had spent some time looking at what some of the barriers were to telemedicine, and so. Uh, those are things that I have become relatively familiar with and, and understand more now how important the policy of of what needs to be done, how important it is to the actual, I guess, implementation of telemedicine, um, because technologically, many of those tools are already here. We just um, haven't had the policy um, to support the ability to, to offer those tools, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we always have to balance, you know, patient safety, we always have to balance the quality of care, the beneficiary choice, and all of those things have to be taken into consideration. But yeah, you know, it is essential that we look at the broad view of telemedicine to determine, you know, what is the best fit for our beneficiaries and what can they most, um, what can help improve their outcomes in the best way possible. So, you know, the pandemic has really changed the world when it comes to telemedicine. Obviously, when um, providers were were shut down and literally within a few days had to determine how they were going to provide services um, in in an environment where beneficiaries couldn't go into their offices and they couldn't go into their offices, um, 
it was really important that we take a really, really hard look at our policy um, and look at, you know, what we could expand, um, what we could do to help provide those tools. Um, we are looking forward. Um, obviously, post-pandemic, we are looking at all of our temporary um, policies that we have put into place, and we're determining what makes sense for the future, because obviously, at some point, we will get back to a new normal, um, where beneficiaries obviously will be able to go see their provider. But we definitely know that telemedicine has changed, and we want to make sure that we're looking at it through a different lens. From your point of view, what can we each do to help, you know, just the average uh, man or woman on the street? Uh, how can or should people get involved and, and what can we do to help? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, you know, avenues. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think we all have our roles in our in our different areas. Um, you know, I... I think there's opportunity to advocate for broadband access. Um, I think, you know, the ability to connect um, and have broadband at home, again, this pandemic has really shined a light on that. So I think that that's a really essential part of it. Um, I just encourage folks to also, you know, just take advantage of telemedicine and to determine what their best fit is for that. Um, obviously, I, you know, I think telemedicine is a great tool and I encourage everyone to try it and to kind of see maybe some folks who haven't participated in a telemedicine visit. Um, maybe they're thinking, ah, it's really not for me. Um, I encourage folks to do that because I think once you experience it um, and you're able to kind of see what it's like, that also makes you a better advocate. As we look to expand and increase broadband and technology availability, adoption and use in our communities, is there any advice you'd give to others, whether that be your peers in other in other state agencies or local leadership? Um, I would say, you know, get involved uh, with with broadband decision making, um, advocate on that behalf of our beneficiaries and others who may not have access to to broadband. And I think, you know, I think, again, I think we all know, you know, those of us who have been, you know, at home due to this pandemic and just um, just even looking at how much broadband you use in a given day and then being able to advocate that, um, you know, as a possibility for expansion in the future. So, um, I, you know, I just I, I think there's a there's an advocacy um, road for for folks. I, you know, I think it's really um, just talking to people about access to broadband, about how important it is um, and just helping in that regard. As we kind of start to wrap up here, are there is there anything that you we haven't touched on that you would like to as far as anything else um, that I wanted to mention on today's podcast, you know, I just think it's really important for folks to, um, you know, look at the resources that are in their community. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's essential to understand barriers to broadband, um, whether that be geographic barriers based on the location of our state and our more rural counties where there isn't access or even the affordability of broadband. Um, you know, I think, again, I, I know this is a recurring theme, but I think the pandemic has just shined a light on how much we do via, you know, via broadband, whether that be obviously medicine and, and accessing providers, or whether that be online banking or school or educational opportunities or employment, just such an essential service. And I think um, now we have a a real kind of case study in the fact um, of the need to have broadband and the need to ensure that um, all beneficiaries or all residents of the state um, have access to it. It's so important. Uh, I think so often it's easy, especially if you have, you know, adequate service and, and you feel, you know, like you pay a reasonable amount of money. It's easy to, to kind of forget the areas that don't have service or, or the, the, the things that people um, need or take for granted. 
Laura, I want to I want to thank you for for joining us today, and and thanks for all you are doing to help secure a digital future for Michiganders. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm Wes Kerr. Thanks for listening to Keeping Connected. If you like the show and want to know more about our nonprofit, head to ConnectedNation.org and look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, or Spotify. 